Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Glorified in your presence. We thank you, Lord, for a beautiful day like this. We thank you, Father, that you have ordered our steps to be here this afternoon. Impart the ancient words unto us. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't you clap your hands together for the Lord as you take your seats. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Hallelujah. Well, today we want to continue our message on the spirit of wisdom the spirit of wisdom. The Bible says in James chapter 1 and verse 5, it says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally. God gives wisdom to all men freely or liberally and abraded not. Hallelujah. And he shall be given Whoever needs wisdom, if you search for it, if you ask God for wisdom, he will give you wisdom. Amen. Amen. Psalm 9 and verse 1. Psalm 9 and, sorry, Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 1. Proverbs chapter 1, chapter 9 and verse number 1. It says, Wisdom hath builded her house. She hath hewn out her seven Pillars, she had killed her beast. He says, Wisdom had builded her house, she had hewn out her seven pillars, and she had killed her beast. Amen. You know, we have been sharing on this particular subject of the spirit of wisdom for several weeks. And when we started, we talked about the things that foolish people do. We, we, we identify that in the Bible, God is always identifying the simple or the fool uh, versus the, the wise. And there's a clear differentiation between the wise and the simple or the wise and the fool. And we learn so many things that a foolish man does. And we began talking about the things that the wise man does. And we said one of the things that the wise man does is that he builds his house. The wise man builds his house. And he just not that build it and destroy it. Hallelujah. The wise man does not just build a house and destroy it. But the wise man builds the house and sustains it. Amen. The wise man builds the house and sustains it. The Bible says, a woman of wisdom builds her house. She maintains her house. But the foolish woman makes effort to pluck her house down with her own hands. Hallelujah. 
a woman that is not wise, she builds. So you realize that the wise builds, the foolish builds, but the foolish does not sustain what she or he builds. But he or she plucks it down. A foolish woman plucks down her own house with her own hands. Amen. 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 Now, when you lack wisdom, you perish. When you lack wisdom, you get destroyed. And so I don't think that anyone, anyone will build a house and intentionally pluck it down. The reason why is that the person lacks wisdom. And when you lack wisdom, you are a fool and you destroy what you build. And sometimes not knowing. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? And that is what we are trying to do here. To know, to have wisdom, to allow God to teach us wisdom. Hallelujah. That when we build, we will sustain it. So Proverbs 9 verse 1, it says, Wisdom hath builded her house. She hath hewn out her seven pillars. So wisdom had built her house and she has raised up seven pillars to sustain the house. Hallelujah. And we are trying to go through some of these pillars. Amen. And the first one, we said, kill the beast in your home. When you build a house, when you build a home, now when we're talking about a home, we are not talking about just the structural composition of a building, but we are trying to talk about the home as of the family. Amen. The home as for the community. Amen. You see, marriage is the first unit of the church. Do you understand? Or the family is the first unit of the church. The first church that God pastored himself was a couple. Do you understand? And when the enemy is seeking to destroy the church of God, he seeks to destroy relationships. Do you understand? When the enemy is able to destroy relationships, he destroys the church. Hallelujah. That is why these things we are learning are very important. Amen. So we talk about kill the beast in your home. Some of the things that Feed the beast. The beast in your home is anything that is there to destroy your home. Anything that is there to destroy your relationship. To destroy what you have built. And one of the things we realize is that quarrels, constant, continual quarrels, it feeds the beast. And the beast grows. And the beast destroys the home that we are trying to build. Amen. Some of the things that feed the beast is unforgiveness. When we don't have forgiveness in us, it feeds the beast. Amen. Amen. It feeds the beast. Anger. You see, no one takes a good decision in their anger. No one. No one takes a good decision when they are angry. No one says the right thing when they are angry. That is why, that is why when a couple has quarreled, when they have finished quarreling, and you are sitting them down, and you are talking to them, this one will say, oh, he said this and this and that. And I also said this. If he didn't say this, I wouldn't have said And then the other one will say, no, I never said that. You said this, this and that. I never said this. You see, 
Now that you are in your sane mind, you think you never say that. Because when you are angry, you say awful things. So the Bible says, let not the sun go down upon your anger. Do not sit on your anger past 6 p.m. So whenever you are angry, watch the time. The sun is going down means your anger should also go down. Do not go to bed with your anger. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You see, believe the word of God and take it seriously. And say, okay, I will not let the sun go down upon my anger. No matter what the issue is. When the sun is going down, I will let go. And then see the effect of it. Amen. The effect of it is a joy in a bedroom. You know, the effect of it is you don't feel cold. You are cuddled. The effect of it is that you feel warm. You see, you will see the effect. You will notice the effect. Isn't that so? Some of you don't know what I'm talking about. It's okay. You are coming. You are coming up. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? The next pillar we talk about was a firm decision not to divorce. A firm decision not to divorce. And we shared so many things about this. So I encourage all of you to get the messages. They are on our podcast. Listen to them. And I believe that they will bless you. Especially those of you who are uh, making plans to enter into relationships. You need these things. And those of you who are in relationships, what is going to sustain your relationship? The pillars that are going to hold your relationship is, are the things that we are talking about. Hallelujah. Then we talk about the pillar of order. The pillar of order. Isn't that so? That was the last wisdom pillar of stability that we talked about. The pillar of order. And we shared a lot on the pillar of order. We realized that order is very important. Order is so important for our sustenance, for our joy, and for our peace. We learned that the reason why people choose to, or people go to a hotel and they are so relaxed and they are so happy is because as soon as they open the hotel door, there is order in the room. There is order in the room. Everything is arranged properly. Everything is in its right place. Towels are in the right places. Do you see? Napkins are in the right places. The sheet is nice. The pillows are in the right place. The only time you see anything wrong is after you have entered and then you have come out. But when you enter, everything is in order. And then you realize that you like that place better than your own bedroom. Not because they have more things in the hotel room than your bedroom. Not because you have bad things in your bedroom. But it's because there is no order in your bedroom. That is why you are not happy. Amen. So order is to bring us joy. It is to bring us peace. Amen. Your own drawers, when you make arrangements, when you arrange them in order, you feel happy. You feel some peace around you. You feel that your life is ordered. Isn't that so? It is easy to find things. Isn't that so? It is easy to find a socks and just go. You don't stand there for half an hour looking for the other pair of the socks that you want to wear. 
Because you have created order. So when there is order, your life is smooth. Isn't that so? Yeah. So we say that the absence of order in our homes makes a lot of people think that they, for instance, have married the wrong person. Because of the lack of order, or that because of the absence of order, a lot of people feel that they have married the wrong person. But if you were to bring order, if you were to bring order in the same house, you will realize that you wouldn't even want to go to a hotel. You want to stay home. You want to lie on your bed. Amen. So many people's desire is to have the relationship called marriage. This is many people's desire. They want to have the relationship called marriage, but they are not willing to maintain the order that the maker of marriage has set. So many people desire to remain in marriage and be happy in marriage, but they are not willing to bring the order or to recognize the order that the maker of marriage has set. Hallelujah. We said that marriage was not made by any group of people. Marriage was not made by the white man. Marriage is not by the Africans. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Marriage is not made by some aborigines of Australia. Marriage was made by God. God made marriage. Hallelujah. And God set order in the marriage, in the home. God set order. He said there is God, there is Christ, there is man, and there is the woman. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 2. It says, But I would have you know, I would have you know, you need to know this. I would have you know that the head of every man is who? The head of every man is who? His uncle. His father. His mother. He said the head of every man is Christ. Every man. The head of every man is Christ. And the head of the woman is who? Her boss. Is the supervisor. The head of every woman is who? The father. Her, her uncles. He said the head of every woman is the man. And the head of Christ is God. Hallelujah. And last week we were demonstrating here the arrangement that there is the woman, there is the man, there is Christ, and there is God. This is the arrangement, a divine arrangement that God has made, that God has set for us. And so the scripture says, but I would have you know, I would have you know, you need to know this, that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is is the man, and the head of Christ is God. Now you will find a young woman who wants to get married. A young woman who is desiring to get married, but she totally ignores this order. She totally ignores the fact that the head of every man is Christ. That is not the young woman's priority. 
the man she is considering to marry does not have anything to do with Christ. The man that she is planning to marry, looking at this scripture, the man that she is planning to marry has nothing to do with Christ. Does not know Christ. Hallelujah. And this is the man she is considering to marry. The man that she is considering that she, he, she is going to have joy from this man. You see, that is why whenever any of you come to me and you say, Reverend, I have found this man. I have found this person that, you know, we are trying to talk, you know, to know each other. The first question that I ask you is, is he a Christian? Does he have Christ as his head? Is Christ the head of this man? Because that is the primary qualification. The scripture says the head of every man is Christ. The head of every man is Christ. Amen. Because if that man you are going to submit to does not know Christ, then you are done for. I can, I, I can guarantee you that 99% of your life is gone. Amen. It's God, Christ, man, and woman. God, Christ, man, and woman. Listen, no one, no man can improve upon what God has made already. No man. Write that down. That no man, no man can improve upon what God has done already or what God has made already. No man. No man can improve upon that. David, no man can improve upon the thing that God has done already. No matter how civilized we become, we cannot improve upon what God has made or done already. No matter how advanced we become, we cannot improve upon the thing that God has done already. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? No man can improve upon the thing that God has set or the thing that God has made already. No technology, no advancement in technology can improve upon what God has done already. Hallelujah. No woman's right movement. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? I'm sharing something very important with you and if you can accept it, you will see the divine joy that will come into your life. No woman's right movement can improve upon the order that God has set already. None. Hallelujah. No culture. Not American culture. Not any civilized European culture can improve upon what God has done already. Or no modernization of our lives, modernization of society can improve upon that. Amen. Amen. Sometimes you hear people say, oh, you can marry anyone as long as there is a chemistry between you. Chemistry. About as long as there's physics between you. Or mathematics. As long as there's some mathematics between you. You can't marry anyone just because there's a chemistry between you. What chemistry? Every chemical reaction even comes to an end. What about when the, chem the reaction is finished? 
I think you can marry anyone as long as there is a chemistry between the two of you. Or as long as you understand each other. Understanding? There will be many days that you don't understand each other. I am telling you, there will be many days that you do not understand each other and then you wonder, is it the same person that I married? He doesn't seem to understand anything. Amen. You see, that is why when you are beloved dosing, do you understand what is beloved dosing? When you are, when you are getting to know someone before the marriage, everything is smooth. Do you understand? Everything is smooth. Because, because you honor that order. Do you understand? You honor that order. You allow the woman to be a woman. Do you understand? The woman is walking and then she trips and then you go down. You see? And then you are carrying. Do you see? And you know that the woman is feeble. The woman is weak. And the woman depends on you. So you see, you, the woman is trying to get in the car, you run, and then you open the door. You see, you are allowing that order. You, you, you agree with that order. So things look nice. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? And so you think you have chemistry. It's not chemistry. You have agriculture. Agriculture. <laughs> Agric. You have a Greek. You see, you don't, you see, you, the, the order is there. You allow the order. The woman allows you to be the man. Do you understand? And so that order is there. And so it looks very nice and smooth. And I tell you, everyone who is getting into a relationship, they always put out the right foot. Do you understand? And the right foot is always nice. Everyone puts out the right foot. And so you seem to get along so well. You know, and sometimes, you know, we will ask you, are you sure this is, oh, Reverend, you know, I don't see one thing that we disagree on. Since we met, there is not one thing that we disagree on. Say, we understand each other. So the right foot, everyone has a right foot. You bring, I bring. You bring, I bring. You bring, I bring. And then we marry. And then as we are there, then I bring this one. And then you say, hey! Who is this? <laughs> he said, who is this? He said, now we're expecting something different than uh, has a right foot that they stick out. And then in the marriage, then the second foot, the left one shows up. And the left one, there is no understanding. Sometimes you look at the man and say, ah! What, what is, is this the same man that I married? He doesn't understand anything. Then you wonder if they were twins. <laughs> they have switched. Can I have a witness in the house? So you realize that the thing that will continue to keep your marriage going is your understanding of the order that God has set and to allow that order 
to remain in your home. Hallelujah. Amen. The order that God has set. You see, the nature of man and the nature of woman have not changed with technology. Do you understand? The nature of woman has not changed. The nature of man has not changed with advancement in technology, with modernization, the nature of man and the nature of woman has not changed. None of these things have changed. The man is always going to be the man who is always going to desire to receive respect. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? No matter how advanced we become, the man is always going to be the kind of person who hungers and seeks for respect from the woman? Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. And the woman is always going to be the kind of person who is always hungry for love. Amen. The woman is always hungry for love. The woman is always going to look for love. The nature of man and woman have not changed over the years. It has not changed because we live in America. The nature of man and woman have not changed because now we are in a civilized world. As long as it's a man and a woman, the man will desire to have respect. And the woman will desire to have love. Always. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? That is why you will always find a man seeking for respect from the woman even if he's younger than the woman. Even if he's younger. They are married. The woman is the oldest. The woman is older than the man. But the man is still looking for... He will not say, you are like my older sister. So, you know, she is still looking for respect. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. The woman, the man is always going to look for respect. It doesn't matter even if he makes less money than the woman. He's going to look for respect. And he's going to complain that he's not receiving the respect. It's an order that God has set. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? No matter how much the woman makes, the woman can be the CEO of the company, the man is still going to look to see that she respects him. Eric, do you understand the word of God? Yes. The woman, the man is going to seek that I am receiving respect. And it's going to be a major issue, always. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? And no matter who the woman is, no matter who the woman is, no matter how civilized the woman has become, she's always going to look for love. She's always going to desire love. And no matter how much you love her, she's still going to feel hungry for more love. She will still feel that you are not loving her enough. How many of you understand what I'm sharing with you? So the man said, ah, what else should I do? What else should I do? He says, I don't feel like you love me. You see, it's not that the woman will not complain of, you know, you don't respect me. And th- but the main thing that the woman is concerned about is the feeling of love that is showered towards her. The feeling of love. Amen. The feeling of love. 
Hallelujah. She's always going to desire that love. She's always going to search for that love. It doesn't matter the kind of job she has. It doesn't matter whether she is the CEO of a company. It doesn't matter if she is a big boss looking after so many men at her job. When she comes home, what she needs is love. That is what she's asking for. Because that is how God made us. Amen. She can be the president of a nation. She will still look for love. Hallelujah. She's always desiring. The woman is always desiring to have a man in her life. And they were quiet. They will not tell you, but it's the truth. No matter how advanced they get in life, no matter how much money they make, the next thing that they are looking for is a man in their life. They'll be sick of love. So you need to feed them with raisin cakes and apples. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter how old the woman is. She's still looking for love. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? She's still looking for love. Therefore, if our nature as a man and as a woman have not changed, then the order that God set will never also change. If our nature has not changed, then God's order for our relationship will also never change. The nature of woman has not changed because there's civilization. It has not changed because there is modernization. Our societies are modernized. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? This order was not made for some archaic society. We can't call it archaic. That is not like that anymore. In the 21st century, the man and the woman are equal. God did not make them like that. And we need to respect that order. It's not a man's made thing. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? It's not a man's made thing. So he says, the head of every man ought to be Christ. Hallelujah. So you cannot choose to marry anyone because you seem to get along. That is not enough. You cannot marry anyone because you seem to have a chemistry. It is not enough. The head of every man is Christ. The head of every man is Christ. Hallelujah. If the man does not have Christ as his head, you cannot marry him. Write it down. Write it down. Write it for your children. Write it for your grandchildren. Write it for your ancestors that are to come. Write it boldly in your home. If the man does not have Christ as his head, you cannot marry him. You cannot marry him. You may try, but you will come and realize that you cannot marry this man. It is the order that God has set. Hallelujah. Because Christ has so much to show this man as how he should handle you. Christ has so much to show this man as how he should treat you. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Christ 
ought to be the head of the man. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 22. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 22. It says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife. Are you listening to me? Please, if you are beginning to fight this message in your head, may the Lord deliver you. Because you need to understand. And you need to accept it and receive it. He says, For the husband is the head of the wife. Even as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Amen. Amen. The next verse says, Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. In everything. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? He says, Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Verse 25, it says, husbands, are you listening to me? Husbands, love your wives. Husbands, love your wives. How? I cannot hear you. You see, it says, husbands, love your wives. How? Even as Christ also loved the church. Even as Christ also loved the church. Hallelujah. So if I say, love your wife, or if I say, hold your iPad, just as James holds his iPad, what is the question you're going to ask me? So you want to know something about James. Okay. So if I say hold your iPad just the same way that James holds his iPad, you're going to want to know who is James? Who is James? Because in order for you to follow that instruction, in order for you to hold your iPad the way James holds his iPad, you're going to want to know who is James and how does James hold his iPad? Isn't that so? So he says, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. So if you are a wife and you are expecting the husband to love you just as Christ loved the church, then you're going to have to find out, do you know who is Christ? Do you know who is Christ? And do you know how Christ loved the church? And if the husband that you want to marry has no knowledge of who Christ is, how is he going to love you just as Christ loved the church? How? How? How is he going to love you? So you realize that the woman is always fighting for love. Fighting because the man does not know Christ. 
Because the woman was made to be loved just as Christ loved the church. Do you want to know how Christ loved the church? How many of you want to know? I'll show you. Can we read the Amplified Version in this scripture? Let's um, give me the Amplified Version. It says, it says, go back to, it says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. That means the husband should have some word in him. Do you understand? He says, so that he might sanctify her. This is how Christ loved the church. So that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. Verse 27, he says, that he might present the church to himself in glorious splendor, without spots or wrinkles or any such things, that she might be holy and faultless. This is the purpose of Christ's love for the church. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Wrinkle free. Wrinkle free. The wife should not smile and we see wrinkles around her eyes. Do you understand? We should not be seeing, he says, spot free. You should not, if this man is loving you, you shouldn't be having spots on your face. If the man is loving you as Christ loved you. This marriage that every day you have pimples on your face. You see, the man does not know Christ. I'm reading the scriptures. It says that he might present the church, listen, he might present the church to himself in glorious splendor without spot or wrinkles or any such things that she might be holy and faultless. Verse 28. It says, even so, even so, husbands should love their wives as being in a sense. Even so, the same way is how husbands should love their wives as being in a sense their own bodies. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So you see, your wife should not be wearing some winter coat that is like 2001 model. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You see, Christ likes beautiful church. He doesn't like spots on the church. Your wife should be wearing some nice... You know what I mean? You know? You see, if you are loving your wife as Christ loved the church, please, you should say that. How long have you been wearing this coat? How long have you been wearing this? It's enough. Let me get some um, Gucci coats and just um, let me take you and um, put it on you. You say this has no shape in it. And I want to see some shape in your coat. You say these shoes from Payless? No, 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 no. no they have too many wrinkles and then as Christ loved the church no wrinkles no spots so every time you should be expecting hey no 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 no. then you say you need to go shopping for some nice you see it says as being in a sense their own bodies you know you see it says, it says 
he, he who loves his own wife loves himself. Have you seen a man who is happy? I have a lot of pimples and I'm very happy. Or I'm getting old with my wrinkles and I'm very happy. I love my wrinkles. Do you understand? There are some men, they go in the shower, they have some special soap, you know, some special thing for their shaving, they put this here, and then they let it sit there for, you know, they're working in the house for a few minutes, you know, and then the woman has finished bathing already, and the man is going up and down, I'm, I'm waiting to shave, you know, and then they shave, and then they go in the shower, they have like three different kinds of things, you know, they put this here, they put this here, they put that here, set a special temperature for the face, for the water, and when they finish, they have some, after shave something, they put here, and they put there, and they put this here, and they put that here, and then he look in the mirror, and then he turns around like this. The man, oh. I'm talking about the man. Even the man. Because he loves himself. He loves himself. Do you understand? So he says, for he who loves his own wife loves himself. Loves himself. So he says, how should you love the wife? Love the wife just as Christ loved the church. So if you are marrying a man who does not know Christ, then how is he going to love you? You are going to have wrinkles. He says, go back to the scripture. Go back to the scripture. That he might present the church to himself in glorious splendor. In glorious splendor. You know, you should walk with your wife and then, you know, they should see, yes. And then you introduce, here's my wife. You know, that's my wife. Here's my wife. Walk around. Here's my wife. Yeah, yes, my wife. Oh, I like your wife's hat. Oh, you do. <laughs> she has more of this. And then they say they like it. I'll buy you more. Wow. Ben, do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. He says, he might present the church to himself. He might present the church to himself in glorious splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy and faultless. Holy and faultless. No, nothing wrong. No spots. Her shoes are... Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Not that half of her shoes are worn off and... I mean, you have seen the kind of shoes I'm talking about before. It has made her legs like this. Meanwhile, she has very straight legs. So the next verse, he says, even so, husbands, even so, husbands, that means the same way, the same way husbands should love their wives as being, in a sense, their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself. For no man ever hated his own life, his own flesh, but nourisheth and carefully protects and cherisheth it as Christ does the church. As Christ does the church. 
So if the man does not know Christ, you are done for. You are done for. Then he says, the next verse says, because we are members or parts of his body. The next verse, for this reason, only. Are you listening to me? This is a very important scripture. He said, for this reason, for this reason, nothing besides. If the man cannot handle a woman in this form, he should not touch this. He says, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. One flesh. For this reason. So if the man does not know Christ, he should stay with his mother. Stay in your mother's house. If you do not know Christ, you cannot handle a woman. If you do not know Christ, you cannot live with a woman. He says, for this reason, for this reason, for this reason, shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. And then the next one, he says, this mystery is very great. It is very great, but I speak concerning the relation of Christ and the church. It's a a mysterious thing. Now, if you can accept it, if you can embrace this mystery, you will be wrinkle-free, spot-free, fault-free, faultless. Then he says, verse 33, he says, however, let each man of you, without exception, are you listening? Let each man of you, without exception, love his wife as being, in a sense, his very own self. And let the wife see that she respects and reverence her husband, that she notices him, regards him, honors him, prefers him, venerates him, and esteems him, and that she defers to him, praises him, and laughs, and admires him exceedingly. Now, all these things, they are possible only when the man loves the wife just as Christ loved the wife of church. Amen. It is possible only if the man can love the wife just as Christ loved the church. Just as Christ loved the church. That is the only way. Then when, when the man is able to love the woman like that, when the man is able to love the woman like that, then it says, then the woman, he can notice him. He can regard him. He can honor him. You see, have you noticed that you come to the house and the woman is cooking like nobody has walked in because she doesn't feel the love of Christ? You see, he says, who is that? <laughs> He knows the time you come home. You have arrived. And then he's, he's cooking. You, who has a key? Who else has a key to your... He said, who is that? In the night you touch, he said, Oi, who is that? 
A thief has entered the bedroom. A thief has entered the bedroom. That is the only time when the woman is loved. When the woman experiences the love of Christ from the husband, then he notices you. He regards you. He honors you. He prefers you. He venerates you. He esteems you. That he defends to you. That he praises you and loves you and admires you exceedingly. Amen. But when the man does not know Christ, when the man does not know Christ, now he is left to guesswork how to handle you. Do you understand? He's left to guesswork. He's left to ask his, because he wants to treat you just as his father treated his wife. Or his, how he saw his uncles treating their wives. Do you understand? He's left to guesswork because, you see, no one will teach you how to treat a woman. But Christ will show you. Christ will show you. So he goes to his friends. Ah, my wife, eh? <laughs> ah, I'm going to buy a house. He says, I should put her name on a house. He says, ah, is she a fool? Oh. You see, that is a counseling. That is a counseling. Someone who is also bereft and doesn't know Christ, that is your consult. That is the person that you are consulting. No idea who Christ is. He says, ah, you, you go, some, some men go to their father. My wife. He says, um, <laughs> my wife, she says, um, we should put our monies together. He says, ah, what? Did your wife say that? Ah, she's a witch. She's a witch. She wants to kill you. She's a witch. My wife says, we should make life insurance. What? Did she say that? You see, bereft father, that is your consultant. He has no idea who Christ is. No idea who Christ is. That is your consultant. Because, you see, if you don't know Christ, you will need some counseling. You will need some counseling. Amen. You see, for this reason, for this reason, only for this reason, when a man is able to love a woman just as Christ loved the church, that is the only reason when he's prepared to leave his father and mother and be cleaved to a woman or cleave to his wife and become one flesh. Otherwise, he should stay with his mother. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? For this reason. Hallelujah. Otherwise, you are marrying someone who is surrounded by equally bereft men and uncles and fathers that advise him, that gives him counsel. He says, some father told his son, ah, where is it written that by all means you have to look after your children? Where? Where is it, where, where, where is it written that by all means you have to look after your children? You are not any obligation to look after your What will happen? What will they do to you? You see, bereft father, bereft counseling. And you see, a lot of you young women, these are the kinds of men you are looking to marry who have no Christ, no knowledge of Christ. But he says, love your wife just as Christ loved the church. So if he doesn't love, he doesn't know Christ, he wouldn't know how to love you. Our time is up. And I want to pause here and then we will continue next time. 
stand to your feet. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us. Help us, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Help us. Help us, Lord. Fill us with wisdom. Lord, wisdom that is not of this world. Father, wisdom that is not of this world. Wisdom that is from on high. Oh, Jesus. You say, this is a mystery. But you speak concerning Christ and the church. It's a mystery. But you said the order. You said the order. You said there is, the, there is God and there is Christ. And there is the man and there is the woman. Lord, help us to honor this order. Help us to respect this order. To bring order in our homes. To bring order in our families. To bring order in our marriages. Help us, Jesus. Help us to fulfill this scripture. Lord, help us. Give us divine understanding of this great mystery. Of this great wisdom. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, some of us have not honored this order at all. Oh, this afternoon, pray. Ask God to give you the grace. The grace to honor. To honor. To embrace this wisdom. The grace to embrace this wisdom. For it is a mystery. It is a mystery. Yes. Civilization has changed our understanding of who the man is and who the woman is. Oh, modernization of our societies has changed the order that God has set. But pray that God will give you such grace to embrace this wisdom. To embrace this wisdom. We glorify your name, oh Lord. We thank you, Lord. We glorify your name. We thank you, Lord. For this divine wisdom and divine knowledge in the name of Jesus. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We glorify your name, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you, Father, for revealing this day to us. You say, for this reason, for this reason, only for this reason shall a man leave father and mother for this reason when the man can love the woman as Christ loved the church for this reason the man should leave father and mother when a man is ready to leave father and mother he should be prepared to love the wife to love the wife just as Christ loved the church oh help us Lord help us Lord may I know Jesus
thankful and grateful this afternoon for your word we thank you Lord for this divine knowledge such wisdom Lord heavenly wisdom but Lord in our earthly minds Lord we cannot comprehend therefore God we pray for that grace to embrace this wisdom the grace to embrace this understanding Lord we thank you for your word this afternoon we thank you for teaching us we thank you for showing us how oh god that we can love our wives how oh god that we can relate in our homes how we can set order in our homes we glorify your name we give you praise and honor in jesus name if there's anyone here this afternoon you are not born again you've not given your life to jesus you are saying pastor pray with me i want to give my life to christ i want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life if that is you if that is you you feel far away from Christ but this afternoon you can come back perhaps you have walked with Christ before but you feel very far away today if that is you wherever you are just lift up your right hand you are saying pastor pray with me I want to give my life to Jesus I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life I want to know more about this Jesus. I want the salvation from Christ. If that is you, lift up your right hand wherever you are and I'll pray with you. God bless you. I see your hand. God bless you. God bless you. Is there anyone else? You say, I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life. I want to walk with Jesus. I make a resolution to walk with Christ today. If that is you also, you can lift up your hand also and join. Is there anyone here like that? Oh, yes. Anyone here like that? Anyone else? Yes. Oh, Jesus. We glorify your name. We give you praise. We give you honor. If you have lifted up your hand, I want you to come here. Just join me here. Just join me here. Anyone else? You can join. You hear the Lord's voice talking to you. You can join. Let him have his way. With all eyes closed and every head 
bow my sister i want you to say this prayer with me say this after me say lord jesus thank you for dying for me i am a sinner this afternoon i come to you full of repentance lord jesus forgive me of my sins cleanse me purify me i believe you are the son of god I believe you died for my sins. I believe you shed your blood for me. Lord Jesus, this afternoon, I welcome you into my life. Be my Lord. Be my master. Be my savior. From today, I will serve you. Lord Jesus, help me to walk with you. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Father, we are grateful and thankful for your daughter who has come before you. Lord, your arms are outstretched, and you have welcomed your daughter into your marvelous kingdom. Therefore, Lord, I pray, let there be a mighty shield around her. Build a shield around her. I pray, God, let not the enemy have a hand in her life. In the name of Jesus, sanctify her, cleanse her, Purify her. Set her aside. In the name of Jesus. Oh Jehovah. Let your mighty hand rest upon her. Guide her. In the name of Jesus. Let the spirit of God fill her. In the name of Jesus. I call upon the heavens. You say the heavens rejoice. Because your daughter who was once lost. Has come back to you. Lord we glorify you. We lift your name up. We exalt you. We give you praise and honor. Build a hedge around your daughter. Let her not go back again in the name of Jesus. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. It is well. It's a sign of Christ. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.